not even funny for you to play around with us like that, preacher. First Kings chapter number 10. First Kings 10. I don't have a, uh, of course this don't help y'all at all, but I don't have a great outline or nothing. I really just have some jotted down notes and uh, I don't have much to say about it, I don't think, unless the Lord just says stuff that I wasn't anticipating saying. And uh, 1 Kings chapter number 10 this morning. If you want to stand, you can. You've been seated for a while. If you want to sit, you can sit. I don't care uh, what you do. If you like being seated, stay seated. If you like standing, stand up, stretch your legs. 1 Kings chapter number 10 and uh, verse 1. We'll read these 13 verses. And when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, watch this, she came to prove him with hard questions. And she came to Jerusalem with a very great train with camels that bear spices and very much gold and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. Solomon told her all her questions, and there was not anything hid from the king which he told her not. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all Solomon's wisdom and the house that he had built and the meat of his table and the sitting of his servants and the attendance of his ministers, their apparel and his cupbearers and his ascent by which he went up into the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. And she said to the king, it was a true report. Boy, does anybody remember the day when you realized everything I heard about him? It was a true report. That I heard in mine own land of thy acts and of thy wisdom, howbeit I believed not the words until I came. And mine eyes had seen it, and behold, the half was not told me, thy wisdom and prosperity exceeding, exceedeth the fame which I heard. Happy are Thy men, happy are these thy servants which stand continually before thee, and they that hear thy wisdom. Blessed be the Lord thy God which delighted in thee to set thee on the throne of Israel because the Lord loved Israel forever. Therefore made he thee king to do judgment and justice. Look with me, verse 13. And King Solomon gave unto the queen of Sheba all her desire. Whatsoever she asked, beside that which Solomon gave her of his royal bounty. So she turned and went to her own country, she and her servants. Uh, I won't ask you to turn there, but before we pray and are seated, I'll uh, read it to you. Uh, Matthew chapter 12, verse 42. These are words of Christ. Christ takes this Old Testament story out of 1 Kings. When the queen of Sheba visits Israel, sees Solomon, all his riches, all of his wisdom, all of his wealth. And Christ, in Matthew's gospel, Matthew 12, verse 42, he uses that to illustrate himself. This is not something that we have done. This is something that he has done. Verse 42, he says, Jesus says, Matthew 12, 42, the queen of the south shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. For she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon 
is here. And no doubt Christ is talking of himself and he says to this generation that he is talking to and to this generation that I'm talking to, he says, you remember how great Solomon was. You remember how magnificent Solomon was. You remember how wealthy Solomon was. You remember how wonderful Solomon was. You remember how wise Solomon was. Well, as wise as he was, as wealthy as he was, as wonderful as he was, there is one greater, and it's Christ. And what the queen of Sheba found when she came to Solomon, he said, you'll find more if you'll come to Jesus. A greater than Solomon is here. Let's pray, Lord, we we need your help, and you are helping us. You have been all morning. What a what a blessed, Lord, time it's been. What a helpful time. What a fruitful time. And uh, Lord, I thank you this morning for your goodness and mercy. I pray, Lord, in this next few moments as we try to preach your word that you would help us. Lord, speak to our hearts. In Christ's name, we'll thank you. Amen. Brother Tripp, if you could give me just a touch more monitor, please. I would appreciate it. Uh, I, I don't have a, a great outline. I wish I did. There's a lot of preaching in this text and I encourage you to go home and read it and, and see the application a greater than Solomon is here and, 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 and just study uh, in the greatness of Solomon what all that God had done on behalf of Solomon. I encourage you, I challenge you, exhort you uh, to go home and to study the greatness of Solomon and, and, and then find out how much greater uh, that Christ is to you and I. Uh, but I'm interested this morning in, in one thought out of this text, and there, there's a lot of preaching in these verses. Preachers study them, and that you'd be amazed at the amount of preaching uh, in these verses, the amount of messages uh, in, these, in these verses. Uh, but I, I, want to, uh, I want to take a minute this morning, and I want to uh, emphasize, I want to look at uh, the Queen of Sheba in her endeavor, her seeking uh, to find out if the, uh, if the reports were true. And, and the reason why. We, we think about the, the greatness of Solomon, all the wealth, all the wisdom, all the wonders of his kingdom and his day at the height. And no doubt it was those same very blessings that brought Solomon to an end that brought Solomon to defeat. But in the height of all that God blessed Solomon with, he is a picture, he is in that moment a type of the Lord Jesus in the millennial reign, a time of peace, a time of prosperity, a time of riches. And aren't you glad this morning that that day is coming? Bless the Lord that it is. And in Christ we have all these riches. Ephesians tell us that we're blessed. Uh, with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. But when I think about this, I, I have to recognize that the Queen of Sheba was no pauper herself. The Queen of Sheba was no servant. She was no little, in, uh, 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 an individual of little influence, but she was the queen of, uh, uh, of this place. She was... Uh, and there's debate on where it is. Some say uh, in an Arabian town some, or Arabian province. Others say it was an African province. And I, I, I don't know, and it doesn't really even matter to me where she was from. All I know is that she was queen and that when she comes to Solomon, she's bearing gifts herself. 
She's got a lot, and we read about it in verse 2 and, and verse number 3. She comes to Solomon with all of this uh, that she already possesses. She's the queen. She has servants. She has gold. She has riches. She has wealth. She has a lot that life has to offer. And uh, in comparison to you and I, she's got so much more. In comparison, at least in the physical arena of things, at least in the physical area, to live in her time and be the queen, she's got power. To live in her time and be the queen, she's got wealth. To live in her time and be the queen, she's got servants that serve her and wait on her hand and foot. And uh, she's got this great train of this great procession that leads her to where Solomon is. But there's a reason that she goes. And that reason is fairly obvious as we begin to study the word of God is that with all that she had, with all that was in her hand, all that was in her life, she still found herself realizing that there was much she did not know. The Bible said that she came to prove him with hard questions. Some have offered up the explanation of that and I read behind a guy and it just kind of grieved my spirit when I read it. He said that uh, in the Middle Eastern culture uh, that they uh, were, uh, uh, they, they would uh, challenge each other with a battle of the wits and she came to put Solomon in his place. She came to uh, let Solomon know what's for. She came to let Solomon know that she knew more than him. And when I read that, it don't even line up with the scripture. Because as I read the word of God, she came with all of these gifts. She came with all of this great procession. She came from her place and she was coming because she had heard she had heard of the fame of Solomon. Somebody had come to where she was. Somebody had come to Sheba and said, I've heard of a man and I've heard of a land and I've heard of a place where there's plenty. I've heard of a man with wisdom that excels that of normal man. It is that that only comes from God. And something stirred in her heart, I believe. And she said, well, all that I've got is something missing on the inside. There's some heart questions that I need to know answers to. And so she made this perilous journey, this expensive journey, this long journey, looking for somebody with answers to life's questions. I want to say to you this morning, you can have all the money in the world and it won't buy the answers you're looking for. You can have all the power in the world and it won't be strong enough to force the answers that you're looking for. You can have all the influence and all the servants in the world and in that and in them you'll not find the answers you're looking for. But there's one greater than Solomon and he has the answers uh, that man is looking for in life. She thought it was worth her trip her expense, to find Solomon, to ask him these questions. And so in that I see in the Queen of Sheba, she is a sincere, fervent seeker. She's looking for something. She's looking, and she may not know what she's looking for, but she is looking. Aren't you glad for the day that you begin looking, seeking? I, I want to talk to you about a couple of her questions. and The Bible said that she came to prove him with 
hard questions. Probably ought to preach a message sometime on some hard questions. How many of you this morning, you don't have to raise your hand, but in your heart you'd answer this. How many of you, you've got some hard questions? You've got some hard questions. And especially those of you, if you're lost, you've got some terribly hard questions. And uh, it's a blessing when mom or dad tries to, well, I'm trying to use my hanky and just dropped it on the floor. Uh, it's a blessing when mom and dad, uh, you know you're getting older when you're just up here with a hanky and you don't even care no more. I used to bother, that stuff used to bother me. Old people, they don't care. And I'm not old, but I'm getting older because they don't bother me no more. It's right here. Uh, uh, hard questions. Uh Life will give you some hard questions. And uh, you've got questions that mom and dad, they can't answer. You've got questions, and thank God you have a preacher, but you've got questions that the preacher can't answer. You've got questions that the president can't answer. He can't answer many of them. You've got questions that people in your life that they cannot answer. And and the longer you live, there'll be some hard questions. And she said, I have heard of the fame of Solomon. I have heard of the wealth and the wisdom of Solomon. And and I want to go talk to him about some things that I need answers to. In Matthew's gospel, the Lord Jesus said Solomon was great. Solomon was wonderful. Solomon was wealthy. Solomon was wise. But there's a greater than Solomon that's here. And thank God this morning I have a place to go with my hard questions. And God might answer them and he might not answer them. But either way, there's something about bringing them to God, being honest with God, and bringing those questions, whether he answers them or not, just knowing that you've brought them to him. Lord, I don't understand this, but I'll trust you. Lord, I don't know why, but I'll serve you. I don't know, or not, I know why I'll serve him, but I don't know why this is in my life, but I'll serve you anyhow. She came with hard questions. She didn't have Wikipedia. She didn't have Google. I think she asked him questions like this. Where did we come from, Solomon? Those are hard questions, and they're not hard for us because we have a Bible. But can you imagine if you didn't have a Bible? Where did we come from, Solomon? How did we get here? And here's how I know those are hard questions. They're not hard questions to us because we have a Bible, but they're hard questions to this world because they're still asking them. If the answer given was sufficing to those that heard it, they'd quit asking the questions. But they're still studying out there somewhere, trying to figure out how we got here, why we're here, and what we're supposed to do while we're here. Because man comes into this world with some hard questions because he knows what he has heard in his mind does not line up with the, with the emptiness that's in his heart. And We've got a Bible that gives us the answer, Genesis 1. In the beginning, God... And that's enough. That answers the question. There's God in the beginning and whatever he did, he made all of this and put us here. Aren't you glad you've got an answer to one of life's hard questions? What are we here for? I mean, I can think of hard questions 
They're not hard to us now. They weren't hard to Solomon. But to a pagan, to a lost woman, I mean, these are questions of life because they affect everything about life. She's from Egypt or Ethiopia or, or some African nation there, or some Arab nation there. No doubt that she uh, has come from a long line of people that entomb the, uh, the body and, and shroud that body uh, like the mummies and, and bury it with all of its riches in hopes that in the afterlife it'll live with all those riches. But we've got a Bible that answers that question and says that you brought nothing into this world and you can take nothing with you and it don't matter what you've been buried with, it don't go with you when you go she is got some hard questions and hoping somebody's got an answer why am I here where did I come from and where am I going and, and you said preacher ain't none of them hard questions that's because you've been born again that's because you've got a bible that's because you've got the 66 books of the word of God that has answered all them questions for you I know where I come from I know where I'm going and I know why I'm here to serve God while I'm here but if you don't have that Oh, there's some hard questions that man is traveling through life trying to figure out. Does anybody remember many of you got saved as church kids and all you've ever known is the Bible and Sunday school and church and preaching and the, and the Jesus loves me. You've known that your whole life. But does anybody remember when you were getting up every day of your life going to work and you were without Christ? When you were getting up every day of your life and you were going into this world and you were without Christ and if you could stay busy enough it would not, it would not fill your mind but in those moments where life slowed down and all of those hard questions came to mind. Where am I? Where where did we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going when we leave here? Oh my, is that not a hard question to those who don't know the answer? Hard question. She said, but I've heard of a man who can answer hard questions. And I think I'm going to go to where he is. That's why most people end up at church because they know there's some questions that they got. And if there's somewhere, and the sad truth is, is most folks go to most churches in America anymore and they leave with more questions than they got answers. And I'm not going to argue all the silly questions that man wants to argue, but I've got some solid, rock-solid answers. Here it is. Jesus came to save sinners. If you die without Christ, you'll go to hell. But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and he wants to save you. God put you here, and God wants to save you, and if you call on him, he will save you. Except you repent and you shall all likewise perish. The wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Call unto me and I will answer thee. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That will answer your question. Am I a sinner? Well, here's the answer to that hard question. It's not that hard. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Well, what's going to happen to me because I'm a sinner? For the wages of sin is death. 
not just physical, but spiritual and eternal. But if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's an answer to lion's hard questions. And so she packed up all of this train. She packed up all this procession. And she made her journey looking for somebody answer her hard question. But I notice not only did she have hard questions, but notice what the Bible said, and I'm just about done, believe it or not. She came to Jerusalem with a very great train, verse 2, with camels that bear spices, very much gold and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. Solomon told her all her questions. There was not anything hid from the king which he told her not. He said she communed with him of all that was in her heart. Not only did she have hard questions, but get this, and I'm hurrying this morning. Y'all stay with me, and, and you're doing good. She had heart questions. Them hard questions are working up here in your mind. Where did I come from? Why am I here? And where am I going? And, and hard questions. And, and what is this? And what is this? And, and Solomon had those answers. And the Bible has those answers. But there's something harder than hard questions. That is the heart questions. Oh, are y'all hearing me? She communed with him of all that was in her heart. Nobody minds telling their hard questions. We, we don't mind saying, well, I've got a question for you. And talking about our hard questions. And some, some of us like finding hard questions just to ask them. But there's some hard questions that you don't want to talk about. Oh, man. It is them hard questions that are beyond hard questions. And those are the ones that we don't ever ask because the question itself is so heart, so internal, that we don't know how to bring it on the external. Now, is that making sense? Does God really love me? Am I really saved? You can't ask that question. Not out loud. You can maybe once when you're younger, maybe twice when you're younger, but, 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 but then you, you, and you ask it, and you're like, well, I can't ask that again. They're going to think I'm crazy. Huh? Well, I've done asked it once. I've got some heart questions. Does God really love me? I know he loves them, but and I know the Bible says that he loves me, and I know I know he's supposed to love me, and I know I love, but 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 I got some heart questions. Are God really? Am I really going to heaven? Am I really all right? Am I really? Am I really? But my life pleasing the Lord? Is all of this really real? Is all of this really of God? Is is is, is this what God wants? Is this what God ordained for my life? You can't ask your heart questions 
You can ask your hard questions. But you can't just ask anybody your heart questions. She could sit down with all her pagan friends, her council, and say, do you all ever wonder where we come from? They say, well, well, I believe we came from a big bang. And another one said, well, I believe we come from a God, little G-O-D God. And another one said, well, I believe that we just exist. And, and the mystery of life is in the philosophy of life. And, and I believe we're just here. And, and, and all of them sit around and they debate all them hard questions. But them hard questions, you can't ask them. Because there's something about, boy, I'm preaching this morning. There's something about them heart questions that make you vulnerable. There's something about them heart questions that give others ammunition. There's something about them heart questions. I, th- I think John the Baptist asked one of them heart questions. He come out of the wilderness on fire, full of zeal, the power of God. And he said, there's one coming whose shoe latchet I'm unworthy to loosen. He said, he's coming and when he gets here, he's the greatest of all. And he preached Jesus and Jesus came on the scene and all of John's followers departed. John ended up in prison about to be beheaded. And there in prison, he began to ask some heart questions. He said to one of them, I can't ask just anybody this. But will you go and ask Jesus if it's really him? Well, what in the world kind of question is that, thou man of God? I thought you were spirit-filled, greatest woman or greatest man born of a woman, Jesus said about it. Thou man of God, thou man of the cloth, and you're asking from your heart? Go ask and see, because I'm about to die in here. Is he really him? Or should we be looking for another? That's some heart questions. That's stuff you ain't supposed to ask. Some of y'all are mad at yourself because you're asking stuff in your heart that you feel like you're not supposed to ask. Jesus didn't even rebuke him. I think on the contrary this morning, and I'm not trying to tell you to live your life full of doubt, but I think on the contrary this morning, some of you ought to come off of your high horse because you think you got all the life's answers. You ought to be willing to say, Lord, I don't, are you even in this prison with me? Lord, if you're not, if you are, I need to know. Heart questions. Jesus said, you go tell John that the dead are being raised and the lame are walking and the blind are seeing. You go tell John. And that fellow went back and said, John, we looked and we talked to him and he said the dead are getting up out of the grave and the blind are seeing and the, uh, the lame are walking. And, and uh, he, said, uh, he said, you'll be all right. And he never said this to John, but he said it to everybody else. He said, there ain't one greater, there ain't one more of a woman any greater than John the Baptist. Now the whole time John's over there saying, I'm not even sure if it's him. No. And Jesus is on the other side saying, there ain't no one better than him. He said, Jesus, I don't even know, are you really Jesus? And on the other side, Jesus said, that's the best Christian I know. He's got some heart questions. 
What I'm trying to tell you this morning is the Queen of Sheba came and she didn't just have hard questions. But she had some hard questions and she couldn't ask them pagans she was living with. She couldn't ask them people she was working with. She couldn't ask the council that was surrounding her. But she had heard of a man in another land that she could go and say, I've got some questions of the heart. Can you answer my questions? Solomon, a man, answered her heart questions. And Jesus said, but I want to tell y'all in Matthew chapter 12, as great as Solomon was, there's a greater than Solomon here. And I want you to know there's one that's greater than Solomon and he can answer your heart questions. Hallelujah. Anybody got any heart questions? I really saved? I can't tell you that answer. If I tell you that and talk you into it, I'll talk you into it again tomorrow. But you can lay before the Lord, Lord, I don't know. And the Lord will come by and His time and He can give you Bible. He can. He's done it for me. He can give you assurance. Lord, are you really, are you really in this storm with me? Got some heart questions. I feel guilty even thinking them, Lord, but I can't help my thoughts. I can't help my heart. He can come by and he can answer them because he's greater than Solomon. Heart questions. Her seeking. Want answers to life's hard questions and her heart questions. I want you to come back to the piano this morning. I told you I was nearly done. Ain't that a blessing? I did good, didn't I? You got hard questions. He's got answers. You got heart questions. He's got answers. I found something interesting. I wrote it down, and it probably do better preaching at another time, but I'll give it to you. She's, she's looking for these answers. And Jesus said, greater than Solomon is here. Whenever you're ready, you can play. Uh, I wrote three things down out of this text. She came without an invitation. There's no record in, in the Bible where Solomon ever said, hey, Queen of Sheba, would you come up here? I want to answer your question. She came without an invitation. But a greater than Solomon is here. He's given us an invitation. Call upon me. Come unto me. She came without an invitation, but we've been given an invitation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. She said, I need some answers. And she went without an invitation. But this morning, Jesus has given you one. She came to him. But greater than Solomon is here. He came to us. I'm going to run that one by you again. She packed up her bags and she left Sheba and she went to Jerusalem. He packed up his bags and he left heaven and he came to us. 
She's looking for answers and she came to him. He knew we were going to need answers and anchors and he came to us. She brought much. You can read all she brought and left with more. You can read that in verse 13. King Solomon gave unto the queen she brought all her desire. She brought a whole lot and she left with a whole lot more. But a greater than Solomon is here. We came with nothing and left with everything. A greater than Solomon is here. She came with a lot and left with a lot more. But a greater than Solomon is here. We came poor, destitute, beggarly, with absolutely nothing. Nothing in my hand I bring. Simply to the cross I cling. We came with nothing but left with it all. Find what you're looking for in Christ. Would you sing this morning? Let's stand. Anybody want to come pray? Maybe you want to bring some questions to the Lord this morning.